Hi everyone and welcome to 10 out of 10 would recommend the podcast hosted by me Talani Shonai and my bestie on recording days only. On recording days? <laughs> One day out of every week. One day a week for my bestie. <laughs> every other day we hate each other. Um, I'm Gina Moore Barrett. Uh, welcome back. We're so excited for this episode because it's the start of Black History Month. It's that season where diversity pays because we're black. <laughs> We love the checks. Give it to us. We get the checks. Is that season? The where blacks get checks for no reason. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yay, Black History Month. <laughs> we love it. So every time when me and Gina worked together, every time there was Black History Month, it was the month where we could get every bit of content we've ever wanted to write in our lives without yeah. any argument. Like yeah. no one can be like, well, no one's going to read that. We're like, well, they will now. T, what have you been doing this week? Because it was your birthday yesterday. I'm a massive birthday person. I, I'm not that kind of person that's like shy retirement. In actual fact, I can't believe that you only get one day a year that it's your birthday. Like it doesn't, it doesn't seem right to me. Every mm. year my friends get an annual, when are you going to surprise me text? <laughs> genuinely like when are you gonna surprise me or here's the things i've been wanting to do and like yeah. let me know what outfits to wear because i'm that dedicated to the cause so yeah. i'm spreading out it was yesterday when out yesterday going out today <laughs> wednesday nights and something else is happening thursday night i'm going out friday i'm getting taken out it's just wow. i just like to be celebrated for people who don't know and viewers who are listening and don't follow me into my instagram um <laughs> We, us and like a couple of people we used to work with took to like, we all went to brunch and like planned that we'd surprise Talani with a cake a week before her birthday. So before we got the message, like everyone take me out, you must take me out. Otherwise you're dead to yeah. me. Um, and when her cake arrived, she was like, oh, whose birthday is it? And we were like, <laughs> <"Bitch> uh, yours. <laughs> it's yours. Uh, I'm glad you had a good birthday anyway. I had a great birthday. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to 40, darling. Welcome to I'm 40. I'm not 40. Stop saying those things because I'm going to get mad. <laughs> I'm 31. <laughs> She's 31, okay. she's 31, doesn't look a day of 18. I'm a 31-year-old woman, and that's it. I'm still, like, living in my 30s. I've never cared less about things ever before. I'm really, like, fixed in who I am as a person now. That's what like, I there's, want. There's, yeah, like, there's no budget. Yeah, so, um, thanks. It was a great day, and I'm going to make it last all week. That's what I'm going to do. Shall we get on to why we're here? Yes, we should. Let's talk about the exciting things that happened. So, um, for everyone from the... First of October, uh, we have got the Black British Stories collection. This is not something that's going to be for months only. We are committed. Oh my gosh, I sound like I work at Netflix. Sound like I you're do. selling it. I'm like, we're committed to... But Go no, on. we are. So, tell I us am. what Netflix is doing for diversity. Let us, let us hear it. <laughs> Don't say that. Cut that out. <laughs> no, but like, for real. We've okay. licensed a bunch of exciting... Um, story, films, stories, narratives, whatever you want to call it, uh, about the plethora of the black experience. And one of the, in fact, both of the people that we have with us today, uh, were the creators, uh, co writers, writers, creators of, um, two of the things that are part of the collection. Uh, and one of them actually helped us curate some of the titles that are in the collection. So I'm very oh, pleased goodness. to introduce Adiemi Michael. Teresa Coco, welcome. Please say hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, hello, everyone. Adeyemi waved. Adeyemi, it's a podcast. You can't wave. Like, no one can see you. You waved. How are you guys? Uh, good. Good, yeah, very well. How has Black History Month served you normally, like in the before this, before this year? Every day is Black History Day to me. Black History Day, Black Present Day, Black Future Day. That's right. Yes. I love, love yes. that. 
Emphasis on the present. Give us presents, gifts, gifts, money, monetary value. Yes. <laughs> My birthday is like everybody must know. Are you a birthday person as well? I am the birthday. Like it's really stressful for all my friends. And they find it really, it's really like the like six months up to my birthday, people get really anxious. Yeah. And they're no. just like, like, what do you need? What do you want? Like, do I need to give away my children? Do I need to <laughs> Do I need to sell a kidney? <laughs> do I need to like renew my passport? The answer is always yes. <laughs> I don't get me, Black History Month, what are your views? Uh Black History, I mean, it's kind of the same as what Teresa said. I mean, we we always amongst my friendship groups always joke about it it's the time that everyone's like oh we exist but we we mm. be existing all the time yeah. sort of 365 so for me it's just it's just a moment to just obviously celebrate but like it's what's most important on the you know at that time on the first being Nigerian is independence you know mm. so mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying so I'm I'm, I'm, full, I'm fully looking at that as well so that's yeah. just how I see the month yeah. I mean, like, yeah. speaking of being Nigerian on the first, because I, one thing I love about Netflix is the amount of Nollywood show films on it. Mm. And me and my mum will sit down for hours. And it's actually really nice because it's the only thing we can both watch together that we're both satisfied in this kind of mm. like, it fits both for the things that we want to see. We mm. both see each other in it. There's like mums that she sees herself, that that's who you as a mum. And during mm. lockdown, there was a film that was talking about, because obviously, Adeyemi, you're Nigerian, you understand like, pressure to get married and all of that mm. stuff. And I remember watching the film with her where the mum was pressuring this girl to get married. I can't remember what mm. it's called now. And it was on Netflix. And the, obviously the marriage didn't go well. I think the man started abusing her, whatever. And it really allowed us to be like, here's why mm. you shouldn't rush people to... And it was actually, I was like, mm. this is the only way that we've actually ever been able to have this conversation because otherwise mm. she's just never understood it. Yeah. So like sitting there and watching Nollywood together on Netflix and be like, yeah, hun. Mm. Here is why, because look, it's in front of you. It was actually really nice. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 accessible. It's where we can get it and and just sort of you know. I think that's the that's the joy of having things on Netflix because of that feeling that you know there's there's a diverse. I hate to use this word, but you know, it's that that word diverse array of content. You know, like where you mm-hmm. can go and find yourself and see yourself, right? So I think that's crucial. You know, it's like me and my mum. To be honest with you, when you're talking about relationships and where we see me and my mum, we we talk mostly on Instagram. <laughs> You know, really? like, yeah, yeah, she chats to be on the gram, you know, we, she shares like all these sort of like alkaline diet stuff and, you know, <laughs> eat well this, eat well that. Um, and so, you know, I feel like these sort of platforms, you know, um, and ways of communicating and watching stuff and communicating how we're seen. Mm. It's like it's, it's it's crucial for that sort of intergenerational conversation, right? So yeah, definitely. Yeah. So on the first, we've got the start of Black History Month. We've got Nigerian Independence, and we've got Rocks coming on Netflix, right? Bang yes. bang, bang so bang. The first is a good day. Um, let's listen to the trailer. Let's just let yes. people hear what it is. Yo, I'm gonna be the new percussive. Yeah. These are your clients. Yeah, she's yeah, I'm gonna be a millionaire. Oh, you're pressing your hands, but I'm paying the money for it. Oh, how's your mum doing? Yeah, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jeez. The talent. Jeez. The talent for real, though. The talent for real. The blackness. Enjoy. Yeah. Wow. Teresa, do you want to tell us a bit about it and write and co-writing it and how that all came together? 
Yeah, um, so Rocks is a film about a Nigerian-British teenage girl and okay. her brother and, like, the week to two weeks that they spend trying to preserve and protect the little bit of family that they have left with the help and sometimes hindrance of her amazing um, girl group of friends. Um, so, yeah, it's really, like, for me, a story about family, about joy, about perseverance, about love and about sisterhood because I just think female friendship is probably, like, one of God's greatest inventions. Absolutely. Absolutely is. How are you feeling about... because? Rox has been a long time in the making mm-hmm. um, and, and COVID is never going to stop us. How are you feeling about um, the film coming out and people actually getting to see it? And also, I mean, you know, there are so many amazing young people in it. I was so lucky enough to meet Bookie and Kosa the other day and I, they were just so nice. I love them so much. Um, so you must have like this protect, like kind of wanting to protect them. Like now that it's out, how do you feel? I think because we spent so much time together and forming this like rocks family, which still mm-hmm. continues. Like Kosar texted me this morning in a group chat with Bookie about um, Shakespeare, and I was like, "Bro, it's not even nine a.m. Like, what's going to Like, she texted me like a, a proper like essay question and asked some of my thoughts, and I was like, "No, oh, no, I don't have any yet. <laughs> not, no, not at eight thirty in the morning. Like, does it just exists?" Like in that kind of family bubble, it almost feels like what it feels like is like some you lot came to our to like a family Thanksgiving and are messaging yeah. and saying, oh, "Thank you, the Jollof Rifles banging." So yeah, that's what it feels like. But then we continue to be family, so it's like, oh yeah, they liked they liked our party. We should we should phone everyone. one. That's kind yeah, of right, yeah. That's kind of the vibe it feels like. That's actually really, really nice. Yeah, I can't wait for everyone to actually get to watch it, like, in their homes and watch it with their families and watch it with their friends. And also, it's not often we get any storylines about black British girls. Like, it's been... I'm trying to think about... Because I remember growing up, like, black people on TV wasn't... It wasn't something I saw until Trouble. If Mm. if I didn't have Sky or Trouble, it was a myth. Yeah, Cleopatra, right? Cleopatra was one. Do you remember Cleopatra? Of course, Cleopatra. Coming at you. Wait, was that the only thing we had? I mean, there's there's not much. No, I don't remember anything. I don't remember any of like like young people because obviously we had things like Mm. Desmonds and etc. etc. But like a lot of us, a lot of us. I mean, I'm on the precipice of having seen some, but like I was too young to really watched mm. a lot of Desmond's. So around, like, when I was growing up, I was watching American TV shows really and truly. I was watching, like, right. One on One, Moesha, Sister, Sister, Sister Girlfriends, you know I mean? Girlfriends yeah. which exactly. the Netflix US people get to actually watch again, and we don't. This is such a sore <laughs> subject for somebody who like is it, a black Brit working at Netflix UK. <laughs> it hurts me so much that they get to relive all of that and watch it, because I want to watch it as an adult now. Like, I would love to watch Girlfriends yeah. being the same age as the people now, because I was, yeah. I was like 14 watching them talk about, like, big woman's issues. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really relate. <laughs> I really get it. Yeah, yeah, go and vote. Yeah, sisterhood. Yeah, like sex tests I'm like what is anyone talking about but it was the only thing I had on television that was looks like me even a little bit yeah. well so it's Fresh nice Prince, that this will be yeah. done oh yeah, yeah Fresh Prince as well oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah definitely that was it, I, I guess a lot of the stuff that we've had has really been from the US right so yeah. to see a film like Rocks come through exactly. and punch in the way it's punching I mean mm-hmm. it's such a powerful film you know such a um, a strong representation, but it's also you can feel it in the writing. You know, it feels so authentic. Um, 
And I remember messaging Teresa just like a, a week ago. Or so when I watched it, I was like, wow, like, like he came through, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so you can really feel that in the film. You can feel, you know, the nuances of just the ex that experience and what that means. Yeah. It felt like, mm. you know, I was in that position, obviously growing up in London, as a, you know, as a boy, as a man, um, it was a different experience, but there's so many stuff I can relate to in there that I was just like, no, you kept all of that in. Do you get what I'm saying? And it, it just really, for me, I was, I was bolder and I'm really glad that, you know, it's coming to the service and it's, you know, yeah. it's coming mm. in this way. So, you know, you, hats off you. to you, Teresa, seriously. Like, sure. I know this is your first thing, but more will come. IGN. IGN. In Jesus' name, for those who didn't understand. In Jesus' name. IJN. IJN. I just wanted just because, I mean, when people talk about like how it just felt so all of that love, like it really, I don't believe, could have happened without the collaborative effort of there are so many um women who contributed to rocks like even yeah. like mm. for example Wada Mohammed, one of the production assistants she allowed people into her home to meet her family to get a sense of what a Somali household felt like and it's that kind of intentionality and that kind of care from mm. the creative team and that kind of like generosity from people who had no business giving that much of themselves to to the film and you know so we talk about film in such a like um, in such a way like his stories belong to one person but we really have been pushing rocks the idea that it doesn't belong to anyone doesn't belong to me doesn't belong to Sarah doesn't even belong to the girls but there are people who you would never like unless I tell you that Wada did that Kosar did that unless you know the mm. uncle who played um, her uncle insisted on that like yo he insisted that I'm going to sing and you're going to keep it in the film <laughs> and we were like uh, but he insisted and that's like a part of the film that everybody talks about and he felt that it needed to go do you know what I mean and we just had that mm. like, that level of generosity and sharing from everybody so I just really like implore filmmakers to like dust off that hierarchical patriarchal egotistical idea that films um, mm. belong to particular groups of people, particularly. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. Podcast, you got a clap. Yes, Teresa <laughs> came and she told you guys about yes. yourselves, and I hope you listened. <laughs> but yes. I think she can oh tell that because for me, when I even watching like bits of it, it's language for me. Like I have mm. a big thing about the British language and the way we speak mm. and twangs and like Same. just certain things that we'll be like, we're like rah, and like that means so much to so many people, and there's nothing mm. to yeah. it. Like you, yeah. I just said, rah, and everyone got what you meant by that. Yeah. It's like amazement, mm -hmm. wow, surprise. But like, if you're not mm. from here, that means very little to you. I think I tweeted rah the other day, an American mm. replied, rah, why do London people keep saying rah, you look lions? And it really annoyed me. Move, or tigers mm. or something. I was like, what do mm. you mean? Don't you dare take our language away from us sort of thing. So seeing the language in it and seeing the girls, like you said, like black female friendship, that's my kink. Like that to me is like... Black women loving them. Black women is my yeah, favourite thing to ever here. watch, ever. It's so great. And I just want to go back to that point that you made, Teresa, really about, you know, the Somalian family, but like, you, you know, you leaving it open for people to sort of like tell you that actually this is how this is authentically seen, you know, and often mm. that you just, you just don't see that in the films, mm. you know, that are made, you know. And so it really, it really shows. Because I remember watching that scene and I was like, right, like, I ain't never been in this home before, but I feel like this is what mm. this is supposed yeah. to feel like. Um, and just to reiterate that point, I feel like, you know, that is, that is, that's the success of your film. Like what you're saying is that you don't just own it. Everybody does, you know? Um, yeah. And people feel like I there's a place can, for them. I think you can tell when you're watching the film that there's a, I, I don't know, when I was watching it, I thought there's no way one person could have just written all of this whole thing because mm. it is so 
there's no other way I can better describe it than realistic. Like I did, I mm. felt like nothing was forced. It almost felt like the acting was so good that it wasn't even acting. Like I just felt mm. like I was in. So it was. It was. I, I'd met that girl before. Like I'd seen that person on the bus. Like I, it was. It was so real. I don't know. I, I loved it. I loved it as like to me. It felt like a, a like a love story to girlhood to London to everything. Yeah. I'm I'm making my own like descriptions of what it is. But um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the buzz of rocks um, because obviously we've spoken about how it's everywhere. The reviews are phenomenal for this film. They're so yeah. good, and it makes me. It makes me makes me feel even better to know that it's like collaborative effort because it's a collective win. Yeah. Um, trust me. Trust so me. So I would love to know, like, from your perspective and the perspective of your peers and your peers being pretty much everybody that works on the film, when did you all get a sense that you'd struck a chord? Like you were like, okay, this is gonna This is it. This is this is it. This is this is gonna be big. This is gonna slap. It's it's gonna gonna slap. Enough, I was last to the party. I was the last what everybody else and knew Henrique, the associate director, she was like Top five films ever made for, on like day two of shooting. I love that. I, I love, love that. <laughs> Top two, not two. Top two, not two. <laughs> Literally. Um, she, like, and then like, even like Claire was like, best film in the world. Best, best film, best film I've ever seen. Best film, <laughs> best film. Ever. And I was just like, mm, mm. and it wasn't until London Film Festival when, because obviously my friends were in the audience as well, my family, and I could hear my people laughing and mm-hmm. crying. And I nudged Annie and I was like, I think the film's, I think it might be all right. And she was like, <laughs> she was I like, told you. <laughs> even like Claire, I met Claire yesterday and um, he co-wrote with me and I was like, people really like it. It's hard. It's very hard for me because I, I guess, because like I brought the story and, and that it was in Hackney and so, and, and so many of it, like so much of it felt so, I felt so protective over and I'm quite an anxious person anyway, so it was very hard for me to relax. So I think it's all, it's been very hard for me to just be like, it's been very hard for me to to see it objectively. So I think yesterday I messaged Claire and I was like, I think people, it's, I don't know. I was like, as soon as she was like, welcome to the party, try the punch. <laughs> so it's, so nice. it's, it's kind of been hard. And I think as well for Bookie and Kosa, I think the three of us have sort of been, was sort of slowly like, mm. And Bookie and Kosa, bless them, I, I know they won't mind me saying, but they were very much like, at the beginning, were like, oh, but we're not actors. You know, you, you could have made a better film. I think they actually said that one time. You could have made a better film if you took, if you chose actors. Thank you for not choosing professional actors. And I'm like, no, mm. what, shut up, what are you talking? Like, there was, never, there was never a better film to be made. So, so That's sweet. so adorable. So, they're actors so now. They're professional oh, actors cool. now in a great film. So they're exactly. very, they're there we so have it. We worked, they worked so hard. They, they were professional, like, on day one of shoot. Like, even, so when you talk about the collaboration, it was in everything, even directing, there would be scenes where Kosa would be like, can I try it this way? I'm going to move here instead. Or like Claire and I were on set every day. So we'd be like re like live writing and, you know, thankfully all the, like all the team, I'd be like, I didn't know this was my first day on set. So I didn't realize what a problem it was when I'd send people a new scene the night of, I'm like, yeah, well, let's just try something different tomorrow. And they'd be like, <laughs> okay. Mm. And we were in the edit. So with Maya Maffioli, who's like, who went through 150 hours of footage to get the film that you see today. And, you know, we were in there like, nine hours I remember nine I spent nine hours on a Saturday looking at six minutes of footage over and over and over again trying to figure out how to make it work and um, that's crucial bro that, that is crucial I, I, at that point I was, like, I was like let's just cut the whole scene 
I don't know, let's cut it. But with Maya, I was like, no, no, no. I left her at night. It was night and I was like, I'm done, let's just cut the scene. And she was like, no, like, we poured ourselves a drink. And she's like, you go home, I'm just going to say, <laughs> let me get there. And that's how much commitment everybody had to the, everybody just was willing to give up so much. And she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get there. I know, I know exactly what you're trying to say in this scene. Just give me, give me a chance. And then we can try something else if, if I don't get there. And then the next morning she, she got there. Yeah, I mean, it really did make, there were moments where, you know, it's hard sometimes for me to, and maybe it's because obviously I'm looking at them on the screen and feeling like that's, that's my bridges, that's my, that's my people there, that's my experience. I got emotional like several times, like it made me, it made me really emotional and I was like, that's when I knew that actually you had done something that we hadn't, I hadn't felt before about black British film, do you know what I mean? And so... Because it feels that way. Because, I mean, I come from a documentary background. And so the fact that you have used sort of like, you know, real people, that's kind of the approach that I love as well. And so I was just like, raw, like, I'm just, I couldn't control it. I was just trying to force myself to not get as emotional as I was, which is why I message you. The banalities just shone through. And I think that was what was beautiful about the film, that it was focusing on just those intricacies, those things that are just neither here nor there, but are in the middle. Because often when we watch stories about ourselves, it's either like we're dirt poor or we're like stinking all the way at the top, like stupidly rich and, you know, stupidly powerful. And I think, you know, the middle is somewhere that people don't, you know, often um, explore. And the minutiae in that area of the film really stands up. And that's why I think, you know, for me, I was like, um, I'm trying to, I think it was one moment when her and her, that was it. When her and her bridging starts, you know, they start arguing and she's like, shut up though, whatever she's saying is saying, I'm going to leave. And she said, leave then. You know, when she's at um, her friend's house and staying over with mm-hmm. her little brother. And I was just like, raw, because I just remember, I just thinking about my friendships and my bridges, you know, that, you know, and people that are close to me and how, you know, that, um, how that human moment where you, you know you're bare she was bare in that moment but she just didn't want to seem it you know and it also speaks to masculinity in a way as well so that reached me I was like okay like you know and so I think there's a lot you know for people to pick from in that film uh, and different things but for me I really that really got me that's why I messaged you I was like Yo, I need to let you know. <laughs> I slid the deals. I said, yo, let me let you. I know this is part of the collection, but let me just let you know because it's, it's very rare. Yeah. So, so you can yeah. tell Adeyemi's uh, film writer or filmmaker. Yeah, that was poetry. The way you were blowing English, you, you said, I got no mentry. I got no mentry. You were blowing grammar up I was like, and down. See, 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 see. Sometimes you can just blow the grammar. Sometimes you can the just one do... word. I was like, when we finish here, I'm going to go search what this word is because the way you blew it, I was like, wow, that word I don't know about. I don't yeah. know about oh, that word. Love that was really love me. You really did essay, think piece for us. You really gave us think piece. We love it. You girls are dangerous, you know. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. Well done. 10 out of 10 would recommend the answer. Well done, yes, well done. Oh, my dear. But yeah, at the end, me, let's talk about your film because that's coming out October the 1st as well on Netflix. Entitled. Yeah. Tell us more about that. Feel free yeah, to blow please. English or use English that we can oh, understand. Oh, my Allow me. Allow me. <laughs> Entitled is, is a piece that we made a few years back, me and my mum, and it's basically sort of a celebration of her and our journey to this this country. You know, I was born in Nigeria, 
um, came here when I was two. Um, and we, you know, we've been here ever since. Um, but um, I guess, you know, what I wanted to do was speak about, you know, that, that sort of, uh, that journey of what it means to leave your country of origin and be somewhere else, you know? And so the film is really, it's kind of like a legacy. It's like, it's a legacy piece for my mum and not just my mum, but for, you know, Africans, you know, people who, who are not from, not even just Africans, people who are not from a specific space, but often are maybe treated a different way. But my mum was going through something at work and I just sort of said, nah, these lot ain't treating my mum like this. Let me just let her know what I'm going on in it. So, you know, we, we devised that a couple of years prior to making it. And, you know, I just remember just having this image in my mind of her being on a horse coming up Peckham High Street, you know, and that's what it was always going to be. Um, and then, yeah, we shot it and yeah, people took to it. I was surprised because I was just like, this is just about me and her and about how I feel about her and, you know, how I feel about a lot of, you know, them aunties that we see coming up Peckham High Street, Dalston High, High, High Road or whatever it is, doing their shopping that often are overlooked, but like actually they mean so much to us and mean so much to this society as well. There was that iconic picture of your mum like sitting there on a horse and like looking down and I'm like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and also really like being, it's such a strong image and being Nigerian and being Yoruba, generally Yoruba culture is like, we think we're the shit. Like you cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> like there is not a sentence you can tell me that make me believe yeah. I am not top two, not two. Like, mm. you can say, no matter where I am in this world, no matter like, what I need you to give me this, I did not, mm. I did not get this at birth. Genuinely, <laughs> as, as, it's genuinely a Yoruba thing. Like, as in, like, mm. people would do things, some people like, eh, eh, do they have two heads? You so you can do, like, it's like, why can't you do it? Like, you're capable too. And being filled with that from a young age, as much mm. as it might have its negative tropes, it has that, has that, that, like, there's nothing I can't do. If it's mm. physically, humanly possible, it is therefore possible for me as well. Yeah. Mm. And I think when I just see black people like breaking boundaries and doing good stuff, it's like, wow, like it's, this is something that we can do. It's not, why can't, if they can, why can't we? Like it's not small mm. fitting and it's really, mm. I don't know, I find it really, really powerful, this thing of knowing who you are and knowing your Absolutely. worth. And we live in a world where we talk about imposter syndrome and mm -hmm. feeling left out or feeling like, mm. even Therese, when you were saying how like, everybody was around you was like, we've done this, we've done this, but it's hard for you to accept it. And it takes me a minute mm. sometimes as well because... Yeah. You're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But look at you, sis. Exactly. <laughs> like, mm. you, Honestly, you've done it. I can't believe that's like, it. it's amazing. It's so and you know, amazing. speaking of the that image of the horse, like I know exactly what you went of um your mum. I didn't realise it was your actual mum yeah. um on, on the horse, Ali because I I said to you in the when you DM'd me like, Oh, I loved entitled so much and I was like, Oh, it's gonna sound like I'm gassing, but I found the tweet that I tweeted in two thousand eighteen. I tweeted, This is shattering perfection, cry emoji, crown emoji. Because I was crying. I watched it and I just felt like I felt like through this film you were seeing the royalty in me, in my mum. And I think sometimes I hate when I'm on the phone with my mum and I hear my mum on the phone and she someone's talking mm. down to her or being impatient. Mm. With her. I'm like, don't you know who she is? Don't you know what she mm. carries? Like mm -hmm. don't you know, yes, she's like she's small and she doesn't necessarily always understand the systems and she hasn't actually hear you the first time round, but she's a queen like and I just remember watching that and just feeling so like ugh, like my mum was being seen for who she really was and I just like wept 
And so, yeah, so even though I actually tried to like say thank you at the time, but you didn't holler back, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, come but on. But now she's a somebody. Now she's got a film out. It's You're going to head DMs. Oh, my days. Oh, you lot are gassed though. Now you want to be all up in her DMs, but when now she was like, tweeting oh, your you. your film's amazing. Oh, but I didn't see that tweet, you know. Oh, you lot like that, yeah? You coming for me like that? Now that you're here, you can't ignore me just to say thank you for for, the, for that because that that's I you know I believe like all of the things that we collect subconsciously teach us how to see ourselves and teach us how to tell stories. So I really feel like entitled such a big part of of something that started my storytelling and, and the way I wanted to tell stories and who I wanted to tell stories for and how I wanted to tell those stories. So mm. I think me thank you. No, but honestly Aww. that. You, 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 so oh, you lot, wow. you guys, man. Yeah. You want to try and make nice them cry. Let me tweet that tweet now yeah. so, you can, so you can like it. Yeah, let me. But this is the thing, though. You know, I think what happened, because I'm not big on social like that. So when the project came out, a lot of people took to it. So I didn't, everything was coming from everywhere. So it was just like, it was beautiful. Because I remember at the time, you know, auntie's WhatsApps were blowing up. You know, people's <laughs> mums and dads' WhatsApps were blowing up and they were sharing it. And everyone, I was like, I remember we were in Atlanta, me and my mum, because my uncle lives there. And we went to, when it walked into a bank in Atlanta, in America, and a guy walks up to us, we're in the bank, and he says, hold up, isn't that woman that was on the horse? You're that guy, that's that woman. You know, when I saw Rocks, it's like, that's what you should be doing. And that's why I was drawn to it. I was like, it's probably one of the strongest films that we've ever had in this country. So like, you know, about our experience. And it's, it's, it surpasses, I'm not even yes. serious. It surpasses it. It surpasses so many other things, you know? <laughs> yeah. Do you and look so, like, I'm shy. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, take your accolades. No, you better handle it now. So, you know, so this is it. Say it. I've yeah, made no. the best British film so far. Let's see. You yeah, have. Go ahead. So now you're doing humble. Eh? See, see you doing humble now. You've inspired a whole generation. You don't realize it yourself. Like, you have inspired so many people to tell stories that way. Because they're constantly saying our stories aren't accessible, our stories aren't, you know, palatable constantly. And so you have just, you know, just placed it on a platter and said, look, guess what? Hey, I'll make you feel something and I will show you something new and I will present something to you, people, right, that you might not fully understand, but you you will warm to. I'm sure if you don't have a heart, like that's that's the only way you can't like that film personally. I know everyone has their own sort of preferences as to what filmmaking is, but like the emotional center and core is in that film. Your film rocks. Okay. So like, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you, thank you. no I, I appreciate it. Thank you. And, and I, and I receive it and, and you know, we've got all the glory and praise, but no, <laughs> but thank you. No, genuinely, like it does, it does mean a lot. And I definitely feel like honored and really blessed um, to be able to be part of an amazing team. Like I can't stress enough how it really do really, like this is a child that was raised by a village, you know, and and I, and I can't, I just, I can't stress that enough. So yeah, so more money to producers, please. Bang, bang. More money to research, to advocacy, to safeguarding, to legacy work, because a lot of these things, you know, came off the back of you know working with community um, um, work workers and community centres that that just were generous like we went to platform in Islington and they just were generous and of course we you know we incorporated a lot of that funding into original pitches and mm. by the out names like Faye Ward and Sarah Gavron 
you know, white people using their power and privilege in the correct way. We definitely, mm. like, I couldn't have gone to finances. Mm. I want to make a film. I don't know what it's going to be about. It's going to take me a year to kind of not write the script, but sort of think about the script. Mm. Can you give us money to just hang with young people? They would have mm. said, yeah. so, mm. Mm. you know, everybody had a role to play and I'm really grateful that everybody. And now they need to give you money to make your next film and get you to be working on series content. They need to be getting you, they need to pay, they need to just put you on, full stop. Adiem has like, got the plan. That's it. But for real though, he's he's not wrong. Um <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk a little bit. Uh obviously you helped curate this collection that will be uh on Netflix. Um can you tell us a little bit more about I guess the things that you chose to put in that collection you chose to sort of like help highlight? And do you have a recommendation? I mean it's hard to give one, but of, of those that you chose, uh, do you have a recommendation that you can give to the audience? Um, so yeah, in terms of the collection, I think a large part of, you know, what I wanted to do when, you know, I was asked, um, to sort of curate this for, for this season, um, this sort of black British season, um, is to really just highlight stories that just show us in these sort of like nuanced, you know, ways where we're not just sort of like, um, seen as like, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, bring certain titles out or just, you know, uh, point at certain titles, but like often the narrative is like sort of gang story, streets, you know, uh, sort of crime and all of this type of stuff. I really wanted to pull films that spoke about joy, you know, you know, spoke about friendship, spoke about just, you know, our community um, and how we exist um, in, in, in different ways. But also I think what was key as well was, to look at stories that, you know, have people helming projects that are made by black directors, but aren't just about, you know, uh, black stories as well. You know, like people can, we can tell like, you know, what uh, Teresa mentioned there earlier about, you know, the Somali uh, community in her film, she touches on that environment and that community. That's not specifically where she's from. Yes, you know, that is a black community, but that's a, that is another sort of subsector of you know, the black British experience. And so, you know, you know, the, the collection really um, reflects that. And that's what I was sort of really going for. Um, I feel like um, one of the titles um, I was really impressed by was um, His House by Remy Weeks. Um, yo, because, you know, I'd seen his, his short some years back, who, um, which was produced by my producer, who I work with quite closely. We've just... Um, you know, she produced Entitled um, and has been producing a lot of, a lot of the, you know, the, the, the kind of black British content that I am excited about working on and seeing come from um, other filmmakers. And so um, it was Tickle Monster. And so Tickle Monster was, you know, a short film, I think through film four. Um, and so I'd seen that and thought, you know, this guy has to be in his collection. And so when I saw his house, I was like, and then you can see the progression where he's, you know, he's made a short film, which is kind of like, you know, it's a genre based horror, horror film. And, you know, like his house deals with, you know, like people who are coming from other countries and, you know, become asylum seekers or refugees. And but just the way he in which he deals with it, it's kind of similar. In a way. And I don't want to do the similarity thing. I'm trying not to. But like, you know, I've just recently watched Lovecraft Country. Um, which is uh, this HBO series. Exactly. And so when you're looking at how American directors, like even Jordan Peele, like 
Jordan Peele does what he does with, you know, has done what he's done with Get Out, Us, and now obviously EP'd on Lovecraft Country. And we have a director like this in our country who is doing, mm, I wouldn't say similar, but like doing it in his own way. And, you know, I feel like, you know, films like that and films like, um, 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 like Rocks are, they're, they're really indicative of the type of filmmaker I'm, I'm trying to be and looking at the peers that are around me as well. Like, you know, and, and this is the thing, you know, I really believe like me, like, you know, Teresa's talking about, oh, she's so entire. Like I'm looking at, you know, rocks now and thinking, rock. I feel like um, the collection really, um, really shows actually the breadth of talent, you know, and that actually there's, you know, some amazing filmmakers, amazing writers, um, produce, and everyone in different roles as well. So, you know, and I think for me, I really wanted to highlight the people who are around me because I'm really inspired by that massively. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't, I feel like I want to show it in what I do rather than coming out and saying stuff. And right. I think this collection does that, you know. Um, I think there's a yeah. few other films that are really important to see on there that are, you know, um, and it's just, it's also, you know, there's a different type. I think Enterprise is on there as well. Like, you know, I know um, Coyote, you know, and so, you know, yeah, it's funny. Do you know what I mean? It's like trying to show that actually we can be this way, but then we can also be this way. You know, Hunger's on there by Steve McQueen. Like, again, like, you know, that is just artistry on another level. And when you look at that film, you know, about Bobby Sands and, you know, you know, the hunger strike in, in, in Ireland that, you know, he, he led in a prison. I'm looking at that and thinking, Steve did that. And yes, it features white people, but like, actually, when you really deep it, that could, that could like, you know, I mean, that could be our experience, which is, you know, you know, and that's for me, you know, when it came to sort of bringing the collection together was, was really looking at that, you know, even the boy who harnessed the winds on there, you know, by Chiwetel, um, a United Kingdom, um, Desmond's, you know, mm. um, there's a ton of stuff on it. Top Boy's even in there as well, of course, because I think, you know, season three is incredible and they're dealing with things to do with mental health and immigration and all of these types of things. So like, you know, I feel like, you know, the collection has, um, has us existing in different ways. And I think it's important to, to sort of showcase that. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Just to say also, uh, I mean, his, you mentioned his house and I'm really excited for that to come out. It comes out on the 30th of October. So just in case you also want to get excited, here's the trailer. This entire house is just for us. It's going to be nice. You're going to be happy. with the property. <laughs> it's just so intelligent, just, it's just the craft, the cinematic craft in it is just, I, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm looking at it just like that, but it's, um, it's a really interesting way of, of telling that story because often, you know, I feel like that story has been sort of like worn and bastardised bastardized um in a way that is is kind of is almost pornographic in a way about you know um about you know refugee stories and people who are migrants but this is more like you know this is more like saying okay you need to think of it like this because of this experience when people come to like another country this is how 
they're made to feel, you know. Um, um, it's, an, it's an interpretation. And I think that's really, that's really important to just have people, you know, in our community just tell stories that, that also it's really, I mean, in a way there's an element of entertainment because obviously you're, at times you're shit scared. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited by um, the filmmakers. And, I, you know, one thing I wanted to say as well is just like, you know, I think it was really important to just have a space like where, you know, people are often like, oh, but where's the black British films? Where are the black British yeah. filmmakers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah. you go. Here this you is go. where they are. This is I'm who they are. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, don't be, you know, let's stop all this narrative because they exist, they you know, do. and we're not monolithic, you know, we're not Absolutely. all doing the same things. And that's what's exciting about the collection. Yeah. This will, this is going to supersede the month of Black History Month, yeah. you know, it's like evergreen. this is going evergreen past that. Evergreen is going to keep there going There you go. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's important to say as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, Thank so that's what we're that. recommending this week. It is the amazing collection on Netflix of like Black Witch stories or stories told by Black Witch people. Um, mm. Thank you guys so much. This was, was so amazing. much fun. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you. Lovely. Appreciate and you guys. thank you for being in- inspirations to, to all. Honestly, you're both doing fantastic, amazing work. And it was really, really great to even see the two of you be fans of each other. Yeah. yeah like, honestly, like, so we need to amazing. chat as well, Teresa. <laughs> Just want to big yourselves up as well because you guys are mm. into like to culture on like a daily basis, both mm. behind and in front of the scenes. Like I've been, you know, fans of what you're doing and you know, and you're inspiring. Like they're genuinely like I see people looking up to to you guys and telling you like what, what you've been doing with the receipts and with beyond in terms of like what you've proje- been projecting as a black woman. I feel very Absolutely. proud. I feel like my sister is doing things and I know like I've got my niece w- listens to your podcast like all the time oh, and gosh, really, how old I is feel comfortable oh she's, she's a big woman but I feel comfortable that she <laughs> no 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 we're like, we're, she might, I'm the last of nine so my nieces are like oh, okay. but I feel comfortable that like yeah like when I'm not around to like ask her what she's doing and who she's going with I feel like there are people like you out there oh that's so nice are inspiring Absolutely. and doing your thing and Gina like, you are definitely keeping them gates open and sure is <laughs> she sure work. is people don't always see the people who hold the gates open they just see the people who go through them but like i just want to big you up as a, as a gate dismantler not even a gate opener she smashed mm. it open for everyone to run through <laughs> literally it wide open <laughs> you so, get a job you get a job you get a job <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually no, gonna amazing. cry i need to end this thank you that was really nice thank you guys so much and thank you for expanding our english should i get me we yeah, <laughs> what Theresa said. Exactly. I have to make a comment about bastardized because for the longest time I thought that was the word my mum made up. We actually use bad English because even my mum used to say demarcation and I thought she made that up. You know how we do in Nigeria. Use the words in the dictionary to the utmost. Thank you guys so much. This was amazing. Um, Enjoy the rest of your days. Thank you, thank you. You Wait, before you go, where can everyone find you? Um, Social media, Teresa with H, Ikoko with an I. Uh, Social media, Adi, Yemi, Michael. Thank you guys so much. And don't forget everyone, um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please, you know, uh, review, send us nice comments, et cetera, et cetera. But most importantly, you can find us on at Netflix UK if you want to find Netflix UK on Twitter, Instagram, find the podcast, all sorts. But also you can find Tolly on... Tolly underscore T on all socials and at smile gina with an e-g-e-n-a on all socials thanks guys bye bye